Welcome to Podcast at Boatwright. I'm Lucretia McCulley, Head of Scholarly Communications at Boatwright Library. Our faculty interview is with Dr. Lauren Tilton, Assistant Professor of Digital Humanities in the Department of Rhetoric and Communication Studies. Her work focuses on the politics of representation in the United States, using approaches from the digital and public humanities. Dr. Tilton is co-director of Photogrammer, a web-based platform for organizing, searching, and visualizing the 170,000 photographs from 1935 to 1945 by the United States Farm Security Administration and the Office of War Information. Lauren, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. And to start off our conversation, can you provide an overview of Photogrammer and how it emerged as a platform? Absolutely. So Photogrammer visualizes 170,000 photographs. A user can select a county and look at the photographs that were taken in that place. Often users select a place where they're from or have lived at some point in their life, which makes it, I think, pretty fun for people to see places that they know through the lens of the federal government in the 30s and 40s. We also have another interface in which you can actually track the photographers so you can see how the photographers moved over time across the United States over the time period of the photographic collection. So that's pretty cool. You can see someone like Jack Delano along Route 66, but it turns out he's actually on a train and he's, he's going alongside it and moving across the Southwest. Or you can watch someone like Dorothea Lange in California or someone like Marion Post Wilcott in the American South as she's traveling through taking photographs. We also have a series of experimental labs that we've worked with as well that are coming out that look at um, the photographs by color or another one that will be coming out that will allow users to see, uh, select a state and look at the different categories that the photographs were given at the time that they were added to the archive in the 1940s. So we have several labs and different components that are a part of it as well. Um, the project emerged um, actually in my first semester of graduate school. I was in a public humanities course and I really enjoyed this collection at the Library of Congress, but I found the search interface really cumbersome. And I was like, what can I do to make this easier? And I met my colleague, Dr. Taylor Arnold, also here at the University of Richmond in the statistics department. And he said, I really like big data. This is a big data problem, or at least, at least a complicated data problem. And so we started to work together to figure out how we could uh, use the metadata, so the information about the photographs, and actually learn how to um, scrape them off the internet, work with the Library of Congress, and then map them using longitude and latitude as a new discovery interface for the collection. So it became a sort of, it grew out of this idea of how do we make this collection more accessible, easier to use, and how can we disrupt a sort of common argument about the collection? So it's often been characterized as about the American South of the Dust Bowl, but I've been looking at this collection for years and Diving through it, it suggested that the collection was about much more than that. So mapping it immediately revealed that the collection actually uh, depicts the entire, or at least most of the United States. It's not just the American South and the Dust Bowl. 
And that opens up a lot of new questions and a lot um, and new arguments about the politics of representation of the federal government during the period. Well, thanks for sharing that fascinating story of the development. I've looked at, at Photogrammer, yeah. but now I want to go back and discover it more. Yeah. So thank you. Well, what are some of the future plans for Photogrammer? So I've um, been working with my colleague, uh, Dr. Laura Wexler, who I should also um, give a shout out because she's been with us since the beginning as well with the project. And she's at Yale University, as well as with my colleague, uh, Dr. Courtney River at UNC Chapel Hill. And we're adding several components to a Photogrammer, building off of a, a, this sort of first version, which you can currently see online. Um, the new version um, has generous support from the ACLS to add several components. One is we're working with the Smithsonian Archives of American Art to make the interviews with the photographers available on the platform. Uh, the transcripts have been accessible, but the audio has not been. So we're time coding those transcripts and users will be able to actually listen while reading the transcripts of the photographers as they recount their experiences during the 30s and 40s working for this government project. The second component is with my colleague, uh, Taylor Arnold, we figure out a way to take the individual photographs and put them back in their shooting order which is essentially able to computationally put back together the strips of film. And users are going to be able to see that. And this is super exciting as a scholar of visual culture to actually watch as photographers made their decisions. Did they bracket a shot? Did they move from one top one image to a, that depicted a certain topic to another topic? So we'll actually get to see the visual decisions that photographers made across the corpus and across... Um, across their work in a new way. The third component, and this is particularly working with my colleague, Dr. Uh, Rivard at UNC, is we're taking the Federal Writers Project life history. So during the 30s as well, the Federal Writers Project had a specific project called the Life Histories, where they sent writers around the U.S. to basically ask people about their daily lives. It's an early form of oral history. And we've taken a collection of those life histories from UNC, as well as a collection from the Library of Congress, and we're gonna map those interviews alongside the photographs. So if the goal of the photography collection became a way to kind of show America to Americans through photography, the life histories had a similar purpose to show or to hear Americans talk about their experiences and to share that with other Americans. So we're trying to, we're putting these two documentary projects about depicting the nation, one in an oral and written form and one in a visual form, and we're layering those on a new layer of the map that will be coming out hopefully next spring. Um, and so people can actually see what people who were working for the federal government thought um, or who they thought was worth including in a federal um, project like this. Wow. Well, that's fascinating. I know you're very excited about that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, how can the University of Richmond community, especially students, use Photogrammer in their study and research? So students or researchers can use it to learn more about what the federal government was interested in depicting during the era, how... Um, who was depicted, which parts of the country were depicted, 
and learn about the everyday lives of people during the era. So those are, I think, some exciting uh, ways to we can explore the 30s and 40s. I think the other interesting way that students can use it is often we think of this collection as a Great Depression collection, but also it has about as many photographs from World War II. So students and researchers can now look at how the same photographers moved from the New Deal right into the war, which is interesting, I think, when we think about politics of the 30s and uh, who's employed and who isn't and how the government is transitioning during uh, wartime or transitioning to wartime. Students can get involved and along with, uh, I know some have interacted with this project in their classes, whether like an American Studies class or a Digital Humanities class, but we also have students who have been working on the project with us, which we've been really excited about. We've had students doing things like transcribing, doing time coding of interviews, building timelines of major events during the Great Depression that we'll be featuring on the site. We've had uh, students also going to conferences with us. So when they've actually worked on the project, we've brought them to conferences. We have students working on uh, scholarly papers and with us on the project. So we're trying to get students um, involved from the very uh through the whole pipeline of the project from how do you create the data to make a project like this possible all the way to actually creating new knowledge and presenting on that work in new ways. And we've been really excited. We have some students um, who are working on it who have now have, have internships at the Smithsonian or have internships at other museums uh, in the U.S. So we're and are interested in sort of how these methods may um, shape their future careers in interesting ways. So that's been really, really fun. Oh, definitely. And I just love the way you have all these different collaborations with this project. Yeah. Thank you. What kinds of archival or library sources have been useful in the development of Photogrammer? We love libraries. We love archives, and we've been completely dependent on them. It's thanks to the hard work of librarians at the Library of Congress, University of North Carolina, um, and we're also working with some collections from Northwestern State in Louisiana that uh, who have made these collections searchable and accessible. And they've built the metadata, which is very meticulous, timely, and expensive, actually, work that often, I think, gets uh, overlooked when people build cool digital projects. But we're really sitting on the foundations of the work by, by librarians and archivists. So we use the Federal Writers Project, I'm sorry, Federal Writers, Federal Writers Project collection at UNC. We're using one also from Library of Congress. We're using another Federal Writers Project from Northwestern State. And then we're using the photographic collection from the Library of Congress. And uh, it's, their work is absolutely pivotal to the digital humanities and I think actually to a whole lot of other work that we don't always but we don't always realize it so nothing but uh love and admiration and respect for the work of libraries and archives thank you dr tilton please note that you can view photogrammer at photogrammer.org thank you for listening to podcast at Bowright. your host was lucretia mccauley editing and production was performed by andy morton 
You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit us on the web at library.richmond.edu.